Hello, welcome to Series 2, Episode 23 of the ODS Study Session with Come Follow Me. I am Matthew Roberts, your host, and we are going to continue with our Come Follow Me study for this week. Uh, we are looking at January the 20th to January the 26th, First Nephi, chapters 11 to 15, armed with righteousness and with the power of God. We are now moving on to the next section, uh, covering First Nephi, chapters 12 to 13, The Lord Prepared the Way for the Restoration. There is a lot uh, of information here, uh, and I thought that you know the last section was packed with uh, things to learn, but this is uh, also just as uh, full of things to learn. The first question uh, that uh, the manual asks, which I think is an interesting one, says, Nephi would never live to witness much of what he saw in this vision. Why do you think it was valuable, valuable for Nephi to know these things? And I think that's an interesting question because I've never really considered that. We have a few examples in the scriptures where prophets see future events. And the question is, why are they shown those? What's the purpose? And as we go through this, I think we'll find a couple of the answers to these. One that comes to my mind straight away is the fact that Nephi under, understands and recognizes the importance of the work which he is doing with these plates. He sees the future of the restoration. He sees the book that his people will keep from this record that he begins, and he sees the impact that it has. But we'll come to that later on. That was the first thing that came to my mind, but there's a couple more things as we go through today uh, that, you'll, that, that I noticed as well. So the first thing uh, in First Nephi, uh, chapter 12, verse 3, that I noted that was uh, of interest, uh, it says this, And it came to pass that I beheld many generations pass away in the manner of wars and contentions in the land, and I beheld many cities, yea, even that I did not number them. So he's speaking about the, the land of his fathers uh, when they reached the promised land, just before the Saviour appears to them. And there is an interesting point here that, we know that before the second coming, there'll be wars and rumors of wars and great destruction. Uh, but it is interesting that this was kind of foreshadowed or mirrored uh, before the Savior's first coming in the Nephite land. Uh, and that, you know, this was obviously the sign of his death that we're speaking of. Um, but actually, before the Savior was born, there was many wars. We, we see them in Alma uh, and Helaman, many conflicts and battles between the Nephites and Lamanites. And so actually, before the Savior's birth and his first coming, there was this foreshadowing of wars and rumors of wars in the Nephite land. It's just interesting that this cycle, uh, there is a cycle that happens with each event uh, in, 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 that is prophesied in the scriptures. Um, moving on, we look at First Nephi chapter 12, verse 6, which says, And I saw the heavens open, and the Lamb of God descended out of heaven, and he came down and showed himself unto them. So now he's talking about... Um, he is talking about when the Savior appears to the Nephites after his death. Uh, and, yeah, it, obviously this will be a, a source of great comfort to Nephi to know that many of his descendants will see, will see the Lord. And actually, um, they will be able to witness him and to, to partake of the joy of, of being part of his, his blessing there. Joseph Smith said this, quote, could you gaze into heaven five minutes, you would know more than you would by reading all that ever was written on the subject, close quote. And I think that this demonstrates just how Nephi became so knowledgeable, so sure in his testimony, uh, because yes, he saw into heaven, you know, five minutes or whatever the prophet Joseph Smith said. Um, and this is why when he was asked the question, do you, do you know the condescension of God? He had no knowledge. And then after this vision, he, he knows 
because his heart was, he had the desire, his heart was ready to be softened and he was ready to receive this vision, uh, which of course was a great blessing to him and his posterity and to us today. In verses 7 to 8 we read, And all, I also saw and bear record that the Holy Ghost fell upon twelve of us, and they were ordained of God and chosen. And the angel spake unto me, saying, Behold the twelve disciples of the Lamb, who were chosen to minister unto thy seed. Uh, I think that it's uh, important to note that Nephi sees that there will be twelve called in the new world, just like there was twelve called in, in the old world in Jerusalem. Uh, and I guess it was also important for Nephi to know that his people were equally valued, that the blessings and the aspects of the Saviour's church and gospel uh, that were available to the inhabitants uh, in the old world were also available to his people uh, in their promised land. Uh, this will have been a great source of comfort and blessing for Nephi as he considers that you know they are going to be moving away, uh, their, their whole posterity away from the, the place that the Saviour may, may have visited uh, in his life. In 1 Nephi, chapter 16 to 18, we see a couple of more link backs to, uh, to the first uh, Lehi, Lehi's vision, to Lehi's vision, or Lehi's dream. Uh, in verse 16, it says, And the angel spake unto me, saying, Behold the fountain of filthy water which thy father saw, yea, even the river, by, the river of which he spake, and the depths thereof are the depths of hell. And the mists of darkness are the temptations of the devil, which blindeth the eyes and hardeneth the hearts of the children of men, and leadeth them away into broad roads that they perish and are lost. Now, both of these um, analogies or parallels or um, symbols in Lehi's dream have very significant um, meaning uh, there. We know that obviously the, 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 the river uh, represents the depths of hell. We also know that the mist of darkness are the temptations of the devil. But what is interesting is that um, there is a link here between Lehi's dream and a book uh, in, the, in the Apocrypha or other records that we have that are not in the Bible but are of other biblical prophets, uh, including Enoch. In fact, 2nd Enoch. And in 2nd Enoch, there is a, a dream or a vision um, that, that happens. And there's, a, there's an interesting parallel between the two. In, in their Know Why, number 404, Book of Mormon Central, um, clarify this by saying this, quote, One of the best examples of material like this is found in Second Nephi, Second Enoch 10, when two men showed Enoch what hell is like. Enoch described it as a place of darkness and gloom, with a river of fire that comes out over the whole place. The word, the word translated as gloom can also be translated as fog or mist. So in this text, heavenly beings showed Enoch both a mist of darkness and a flaming river in connection to hell. And as you go further through, they say, quote, The close similarities between these accounts suggest a few things. The first is that Lehi and Nephi may have written about their visions in the same way that other ancient authors did, such as the author of Second Enoch. However, it also suggests the possibility that Nephi alluded to some material from the plates of brass to help describe his father's account of the vision, and that this same material was also alluded to later in Second Enoch. Close quote. So again, these are things which the Prophet Joseph Smith wouldn't have known about. There are close parallels between Lehi's dream and also other visions that happened before the time of Lehi and Nephi that were things that perhaps Nephi were able to draw on and draw parallels on, similar to how we might draw parallels from things that we experience in our life and then go back to the scriptures to, to help explain them, which I thought was particularly interesting. Another thing that's interesting is in verse 18 where it says, A great and a terrible gulf divided them, 
yea, even the word of the justice of the eternal God and the Messiah, who is the Lamb of God. And what's interesting with that is in the wilderness where Lehi and Nephi were traveling, um, there was uh, similar gulfs which they would have experienced, experienced in this place. Um, those that have traveled there will have seen them. And there was um, a professor, S. Kent Brown, who uh, traveled extensively in this region. Uh, and he pointed this out in 2002, saying, quote, After the rains, the seasonal streams in the wadis fill with mud and debris, which readily relates to the filthy water in 1 Nephi 12, 16. So in the wilderness, there was these filthy rivers, rivers that would start to flow when the rains came. And so when they were traveling in this area, Lehi would have been accustomed to seeing these. And then the fact that this appears in his vision or in, in his dream will obviously have you know, been drawn from that context and helped him to understand the gulf that is there between the, the people on the side of the great and spacious building uh, and those at the Tree of Life. Again, something which wouldn't have been known in North America when this Book of Mormon was, was translated, and yet something which relates very closely uh, to events that happened or would have been there uh, when Lehi travelled in that wilderness. It's all great, great information. Uh, in verse, I want to, I'm going to finish by skipping ahead to 1 Nephi chapter 13, verse 12. We're not going to get to the end of this section today, I think. Uh, there is a lot more to get through, so I, I'm looking forward to that. But I will close with 1 Nephi chapter 13, verse 12, which starts to talk about the beginning. Um, we talked about kind of the preparation of the Book of Mormon and the people in the Book of Mormon and how that would come forward. And then in 1 Nephi 13, verse 12, we start to see how this would come forth in the latter days. It says, and I looked and beheld a man. And again, notice that phrase, I looked and I beheld. So again, Nephi is actively learning. A man among the Gentiles who was separated from the seed of my brethren by the many waters. And I beheld the Spirit of God, and it came that it came down and wrought upon the man. And he went forth among the many waters, even unto the seed of my brethren who were in the promised land. Close quote. We know that obviously this person uh, represents Christopher Columbus. In a talk given in October 1992 called Building Your Tabernacle, uh, this was said by uh, Gordon B. Hinckley. He said, quote, we, re we interpret that to refer to Columbus. It is interesting to know that the Spirit of God wrought upon him. After reading that long biography, a Pulitzer winner of 40 years ago titled Admiral of the Ocean Sea, I have no doubt that Christopher Columbus was a man of faith as well as a man of indomitable determination. I recognise that in this anniversary year, a host of critics have spoken out against him. I do not dispute that there were others who came to this Western Hemisphere before him, but it was he who in faith lighted a lamp to look for a new way to China, and who in the process discovered America. His was an awesome undertaking to sail west across the unknown seas, farther than any before him of his generation. It, he it was who, in spite of the terror of the unknown and the complaints of near, and near mutiny of his crew, sailed on with frequent prayers to the Almighty for guidance. In his reports to the sovereigns of Spain, Columbus repeatedly assured that his voyage was for the glory of God and the spread of the Christian faith. Properly do we honour him for his unyielding strength in the face of uncertainty and danger. Close quote. Interesting points there made by President Hinckley. And of course, we know that Christopher Columbus, you know, his... Um, action in his um, journey across those those waters to then, um, well, not discover America, because obviously there was already people that were there, but to kind of rediscover it and make it open to the new world um, has led, and, was, and he was led by the Lord, I'm certain of it myself as well, 
uh, to then prepare this way for the restoration, of which we'll speak more of tomorrow. I hope that you've enjoyed this study today. If there's anything that you've been studying, once again, I'd love to hear it at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter or email session at gmail.com. Again, thank you very much for listening today and until we meet again. <laughs>